0: All right. we'd like to thank you for joining us this morning here at Poplar Springs for our morning worship. Here at Poplar Springs, our vision as a church is to make disciples that connect upward, connect inward, and connect outward. And I feel like we've already connected upward and inward this morning, and we're going to continue in our worship of the Lord here in just a moment. But I wanted to give you an opportunity to connect outward. I've been talking to different ones this morning. We've had different phone calls and all asking us about our trunk or treat. And uh, we were not planning on doing that, but we're going to do that. So I want to invite all of you. We're going to have an opportunity. (laughs) We want to have an opportunity to connect outward with our community. And I think we can do that this next Sunday evening. So I want you to keep your eyes and ears open. We're going to be getting out information about that this week. When we put it out on Facebook and things like that, please share it. We want to get the word out to our community. We want to put something in all of these people's hands that shares the gospel with them. So we're going to do that this next weekend. And what we encourage you to do, uh, we'll be be, be putting out times and things when you need to get here, but decorate a trunk. We have a lot of candy, bring some candy, and uh, we're going to try to connect with young families in our community. And uh, so next weekend, next Sunday evening, we'll have some more information Sunday morning, but pay attention to your email and things like that throughout this week. We're going, to have, we're going to judge our trunks, so this will be an opportunity for us to connect inward with each other. I think we'll enjoy each other's fellowship. We'll connect, we're going to give away some gift cards for the people who have the best trunks, and then, like I said, we'll be able to connect outward with our community. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll, we'll continue in our worship. Dear Lord, we thank You for the beautiful day in which You've given us. And I thank you, Lord, for our church family. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that we are a people that have a vision. We are a people that desire to connect upward with you, connect inward with each other, and then connect outward with the world around us and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. We ask, Lord, that you would continue to walk us along the way and, and help us to do that and help us to fulfill that vision. Lord, we're grateful for the opportunity in which we have this morning to worship you. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless us now in our worship. May you speak to our hearts, and may we honor and glorify you in all that we say and do. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, choir. By the way, we have rehearsals at 5 o'clock on Wednesday. I mean, Sunday afternoons. What day is this, by the way? I'm just trying to figure out. Sunday afternoons at 5 o'clock. and We'd love to have you with us. In fact, we want to join our hearts together and our voices in singing this morning. Will you stand together as we begin to sing today? Will you stand with me? remain standing for the reading of the word of the Lord this morning.
2: Good morning. I'll be reading First uh, John chapter 4, verse 7 through the end of the chapter. Beloved, let us love one another for the love of from God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God there's one who does not love the one who does not love does not know God for God is love by this by this love of God was manifested in us and that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him in this love not not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son for the propitiation for all sins, beloved. If we, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That's a, a responsibility command. We need to do that. Joey, I'm not going to preach the rest of it, but <laughs> that that has a note uh, that has rung true to me. Now, one has beheld God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. And we have beheld and bear witness that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have come to know and have believed that the love which God has for us, God is love, is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this love is perfected with us that we may have confidence in, in the day of judgment. Because he because as he is also in this world. And there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves punishment, the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. And if anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen and cannot love God who he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should love his brother also. Amen.
3: Can you hear me now? That's actually a point I was going to make later, but we'll talk about that when we get there. So good to be here today. I tell you, um, I, I, couldn't, I, I wish I could have been in Sunday school this morning because I would just love to have seen what your Sunday school teacher did with this passage of Scripture. There's so many different things you could say about this, this chapter and uh, some people, um, I, I hope you enjoy, you, you could have a whole month of Sunday School lessons and a whole month of sermons on this passage of Scripture today. But I just want to share some truths that I've, I've seen in these passages of Scripture. Uh, I read a book in the past, and it's a book called Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby and Claude King. And that was a very impactful book. I hope you've had an opportunity. It's not a a very big book, but it's a very pointed book. And in one of the chapters, it talks about God pursuing us in a love relationship. I want you to think about that just for a minute. That God pursues us in a love relationship relationship I was raised as a Baptist I've always joked that I was I've been a Baptist I was born a Baptist and then I was born again as a Christian Um, my mom played the piano my dad was a preacher and and they brought me up in a religious home and that's Can be good and that can be very dangerous. You can get caught up in religion and miss everything. Did you know that? You know, you can sit in the pew of a church maybe your whole life and miss out on the God that loves you because you think it's about religion. And religion's not a bad thing if you have a relationship. But a lot of people miss out on a relationship because they get so hooked up on religion. A lot of people today are not here in this church today because they got hooked in religion and they missed the relationship. And they realized that they didn't want religion. They grew up and they said, it's not a mistake that a lot of kids when they grow up and they, they get in college age, you never see them again. I'd say most of them got hooked on religion and they missed the relationship. I'll be honest with you. If it was just because of religion, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get up on Sunday morning and I wouldn't dress up I don't really care to dress up, be honest with you. You know what I mean? I hear people say, I dress up five days a week. Why do I want to dress up on Sunday? Some of y'all have probably said that before. I could sleep in. Well, that's a very good... For religion, why would you do that? But for a relationship, I would do it. That's the least of my... I think God's one of his least expectations of us. We're here today and I hope you're here today. If you're not here because God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son for you and that he died on the cross for your sins, if you're not here for that, then you're here for, a, for whatever reason. I, I, feel, I, I just put it as religion. You like, uh, you like things that don't change. You know, I hear people now I'm, I'm pouring out some things on you today that maybe you know, I hear people sometimes fight about s- certain certain order of service things. Uh, at one church I was at, it was the um, they, they wanted a certain song sung every Sunday. Folks, I love music, but I get sick of some. You know, I don't eat, I don't listen to the Eagles anymore. Do you know the, who the Eagles are? You know why I don't listen to the Eagles? I like their music, but they played it way too much during the 80s, and I'm just totally burned out on it, okay? You should be burned out on any song that you've heard for the last 50 years, or 60 or 80 years. If you keep wanting that song being played, there's something wrong with you, not wrong with the people that want to change it, amen? (laughs) You're welcome. this is an important message because if you miss this message you miss it all in our vision statement what does it say we connect what that's what we're gonna talk about right now if you miss the first if you miss first base guys praise God the Braves didn't amen (laughs) They, they hit all the bases yesterday but if you miss this you miss first base And it doesn't matter if you touch second and third, you're out at first. Because we need to connect upward. And that all comes in in this passage of Scripture. Now, I'm going to be all over the place on this chapter, okay? So you better just hold on to your Bibles, okay? But I want you to just look at one little statement in verse 16 of our passage of Scripture because it said, God is love. Do you know every purpose, every action that God does is out of love? I want you to understand that. I hear some people sometimes try to describe God, and I don't. I don't understand who, what God they're talking about, because it's surely not the God of the Bible, because the Bible tells me right here that God is love, and if. He who abides in love abides in God and and God in him. And it's very important that you understand that his love is what motivates him to come to you. While you are yet sinner. Now, Now, I'm going to say this over and over again because I haven't gotten over this verse. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for who? You. Who does that? A God that loves. Some people I've heard people say, I've committed this sin and I've committed that sin. I know God can't love me. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And it's important that you connect with the loving God. I compare religion sometimes. From growing up, um, I mentioned my dad being a preacher. When I was growing up, I feared that man. I'll be honest with you. As a little tot, how many of y'all ever feared your dad? Raise your hand. Okay. I don't know if we fear our dads anymore. Our dads have become our friends. Amen. <laughs> We need more dads than friends, amen? <laughs> my dad used to tear my bottom up. Do y'all know what that means? Does, do, do y'all all know what that means? Kids, y'all may not know what that means. But if I if I'd made a mistake, if I did something wrong, and he knew I meant to do it, I just got caught, and now I'm saying I'm sorry, there were times he would take his hand and pat my bottom, not softly. Okay, I feared him. Okay, I, I honestly did. Some of the worst words my mom ever said is "Wait till your daddy gets home." You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, me and my older brother, we used to get in all kinds of little stuff, and and uh, he'd, I could hear the car pull into the driveway, and door opened, and I said, "Here it comes," and I hear, I hear that uh, like the te- the peanuts teacher, you hear that going that that, that kind of talking. I know where that how they don't ever give the teacher words and peanuts is because we always hear our parents we don't know what words they're saying but we know it's coming judgment is coming and so then judgment would come and a lot of times me and my brother he'd he'd, he'd, he'd spank all of us but 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 it, as i grew up and listen to me now as i grew up and i matured i came and i realized that what he was doing was called tough love. My dad didn't enjoy disciplining me. That was not, and as a grown up, I understand that completely. The last thing you want to do when you come home from a hard day's work, is have to deal with two rambunctious kids. But he did it. And as I grew up and I matured, I knew that that man, That father of mine loved me and I in turn loved him. If you don't understand that God loves you, you've missed it. If you don't understand that, if that love relationship, then everything else is off kilter. If you you miss that base, guys, if you miss that understanding that God loves you and He loves you more than you can even comprehend, then you, you can't go to second. Because the Bible says that God is love and he who abides in love abides in God. And God in Him. Verse 17 goes on to say that love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because He is as He is, so are we that are in this world. In the next chapter, chapter 5, listen to these words. These things I've written to you, verse 13 who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now, And it goes on, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him. This love produces confidence. I see a lot of believers not having confidence today. And that concerns me because my confidence is not found in my abilities. And I sense a lot of people are more worried about their abilities than they are about God's ability. God's ability to, is, is able to forgive me of all my sins. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's what? Right. Faithful and just to forgive us. That's love, amen? Do you see love just pouring all through this? You, and, and one of the things that God wants from us is for us to love Him. But don't lose sight of the confidence. Because I can, I can confidently connect with God. You know, I come here every Sunday now, full assurance, full confidence, that if I take my last breath right now, that I would spend eternity in heaven. Do you know where that comes from? The love of God. It doesn't come from my actions. It doesn't come because I'm just a good guy. I've been in church all my life. I I, I don't know how many, I haven't missed very many Sundays. Coming to church in my whole life. But that doesn't matter. Because my, my salvation is not built on my actions, it's built on what? God's love. there's your confidence. okay? You don't, and, and I, I want what God wants from us, He wants us to grow strong in His confidence, because in, in, in verse 13, notice what he says here, he says. By this, we know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us His Spirit. God has invested His Holy Spirit inside of us so that we can be strong and we can be, what this chapter says, more than what? Conquerors. We can over, we're overcomers, amen? Why? Because he loves us. On your worst day, I sing this little song. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Is that true, guys? One of the most true songs you'll ever sing is that Jesus loves me. If Jesus loves me guess what I can love myself some of us have a hard time doing that amen but if God can love me I can love me right that doesn't mean I'm self-absorbed that's not what I'm talking about here but it is a healthy love of understanding that I I try to treat my body the way God would have me treat my body I treat my mind like God would have me to treat my mind but it all stems and is motivated By the love of God. And if God loves you so much and He's changed your life, you want to tell other people, amen? I love verse 14 and 15 because it says this. For we have seen and testified that the Father has sent Him as Savior of the world. And listen to this. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him. And he in God. There's three words there that I want you to underline. Verse 14. For we have seen, we've experienced, now we testify. That's the other word I want you to underline. And in verse 15. I coached this little league football team um, when my son was little. Uh, they asked me to be the head coach of one of District 5's little football teams over there. And uh, we we I made it a practice that we would always say the Lord's Prayer. We would we'd get together and at the end of the practice, we'd say the Lord's Prayer. Well, so uh, they called me Coach Joey. They didn't call me pastor, they called me coach. And so one of the little kids, one of the little guys came up to me once, one practice, right before practice, and he came up and his eyes were like this big. His eyes were so wide, and he said, he said Coach, I just got to tell you, I got baptized yesterday, Coach. I got saved yesterday. I said, that's awesome. And I said his name, and I said, I said do you want to tell the other guys? He said, yes, sir, I do. I want to tell them. I said, I had to close the practice We'll, we'll have time. I said when, when we're closing out, I want you to stand up. He got it there at the close of practice. He could not wait to get to the end of practice. He's one of my better ball players too. This kid was a very good ball player, and he he got it there. And he says, "Guys, I just want to tell you, I got baptized yesterday." You know what he was doing? Testifying. He was not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you remember when you first got saved? Could you hold it in? I couldn't hold it in. I had to tell somebody. Folks, we're still saved, amen? Have you told anybody lately? I know our actions should speak louder than our words, and some of this would terrify you because you're shy and all get out and all that kind of stuff. But allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life just a little bit, and I promise you, He'll loosen your, your tongue up a little bit in your lips, and you'll begin to tell somebody about Jesus. If you have a hard time with it, let me encourage you to do this, pray. Lord, help me tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Guess what that does? First of all, that fulfills obedience unto the great commission that he tells us to go and make disciples. Part of making a disciple is sharing about Jesus Christ, amen. What if all of us to this week told somebody about our relationship with Jesus Christ and how much God loved us that he died on the cross for our sins? How would that change our community? And it's all motivated out of what? Love. You do it out of love. You don't do it because I tell you to do it. You don't do it because you're fearful. You do it because you love God. And you want to obey Him. Obedience is part of this love relationship we have with Him. We need to understand that God didn't create you for time, but He created you for eternity. Listen to me. Did you hear what I just said? God didn't create you for right now, He created you for we're working our way to heaven, amen? amen. Now, our work is not going to get us there, but what is going to get us there is God's love. But our actions should be predicated that one day we're going to spend eternity in heaven, amen. And a love environment. I hope you grew up in a love environment. If but if you didn't, this is your love environment. Where two or three are gathered in his name, who's here? Jesus. The one who loved us so much that he died on the cross. Do you feel the love of God today in this place? You should. Because you should have brought it. If you don't, whose fault is it? Look in the mirror. Don't look at everybody else. You know what that love relationship does? It cuts out judgment. You can't can't really judge other people. Well, you know why? Because I'm not worthy to be saved. You know why I'm saved? I'm not saved because I'm just a good guy. He was going to get in regardless. Amen? No, that's not the reason. I was saved because God loved a sinner while he was yet a sinner. And I've accepted that love. The only thing I've done is accept, and and if you're a born again believer, the only thing you did was accept it through faith and repentance. But you know what happens? God's love begins to become evident in your life. That's why God will say, if you love me, you will love others. And that's where the evidence begins to come through. Have you ever had a hard time loving somebody? Don't raise your hand because every one of you would have raised your hand. God has placed some really difficult people in our lives. Amen. What do we do about that? You know what I do? I pray. Some people are just hard to love. If I'm going north, they want to go south. If I want to go east, they want to go west. We disagree on probably about everything. Y'all got family members today that are different politically. Maybe you're a Democrat and they're a Republican, or vice versa. You know, Republicans, you're supposed to love Democrats. Amen. Not a name. Oh, got a week. Some, some a few. Democrats, you're supposed to love Republicans, amen? Whew. Y'all, tough crowd. Okay, South Carolina fans. You're supposed to love Clemson fans, amen? Clemson fans. You're supposed to love South Carolina fans. Wow, y'all, tough. Amen. I'm just being biblical today, amen? Amen. What a beautiful place this, what would Thanksgiving would be like if we all could just love each other, amen? What Christmas would be like, what, this, what your job would be like, what this world would be like. If we grasp the understanding that God loved us so much and because He loved us so much, He wants to abide in us and for us to abide in Him and while abiding in Him, that filters out in us loving others. So when I have a difficult time, I go to the God who loved me when I was the most difficult. And I said, Lord, help me love. You fill in the blank. Lord, help me love them. He's invested His Holy Spirit inside of me. And He says, greater is He that's in you than he that is in the world. So you have the power to love those who may not love you. Did you notice God pursued you when you didn't love Him? So why don't you expect Him to tell you to love others even if they don't love you? The equation is, well, just love those who love you. No, we're to love those who don't love us. And what's beautiful about this is that as you learn to love, you learn a lot about God? It scares me sometimes how little those who proclaim to have been born again believers really don't know who God is because they've never taken the, the, the effort of opening up His Word and studying it and apply, allowing the Holy Spirit, which is our teacher. to teach us about His love. You know, one day God says He's going to. we're going to have to stand before God in judgment. The judgment seat of Christ. Look at verse 19 through 21. He says, we love Him because He first loved us. If someone, lo- someone says, I love God and hates His brother, He's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment from the one who loves us, and this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. God is one day going to look at us and judge us. This is not about heaven or hell. This is about crowns now. And he's going to look to see. He's going to inspect your love. He's going to see if you truly took his word seriously. He gave us an example through his his son who understood about love. And he was willing to give his life even when people... He said, Father, forgive them. Those who crucified him, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Who says something like that but someone who loves? We need to understand that God is going to... He's going to judge us on that. He's going to expect our relationship. He's going to see if you truly have a relationship with him. You know, when you stand before God one day, you're not going to stand there alone if you're a born-again believer. Amen. I, I say amen to that. God's Jesus is going to come up and he's going to take the sin. He says, I paid for this man's sin. I paid for this lady's sin. I'm thankful that when he comes to inspect my relationship, he's going to say he's been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. The last thing he's going to expect is our obedience. Someone once said it this way, if you have an obedience problem, you have a love problem. that is true I'm gonna say this again your relationship to God the Father Son and Holy Spirit is the single most important aspect of your life today during the invitation I want to encourage you to make the priority in your life is to come to him Come to love God in all aspects of your life with all your heart. If you do not do that, you'll miss the point and you will miss a blessing. One of the things I take for granted sometimes, and maybe I should or maybe I shouldn't, is the way I come to church that I am with brothers and sisters in Christ and that we're worshiping the one true God. And the only reason that we're truly doing this is because we love Him. Do you know why I sing? I'm, can I tell y'all a little secret? Y'all may already know this. Some, some in the balcony already know this. I know this. They have already talked. I'm not a, I, I really don't like singing publicly. I like singing in the, in the shower. I like sometimes singing in the car. But singing in front of people is not fun for me. Do you know why I do it, though? Because I love him. And I want to tell him publicly. I've seen a man one time, I preached at this church for about seven years, and he stood in the back, sat in the very back of the church, and he did this every while we were singing our praise songs. How can you do that? How can you do that? I'm not the biggest singer in the world. Y'all know, I've already told y'all that, right? But how can you stand there and sing about the love of God and not want to participate? The Bible says what? Make a... Y'all know it. A joyful noise. That's what I do, Amen. Amen. (laughs) And I don't care what you think about my voice. You know why? Because I'm not singing to you. Who am I singing to? Jesus. I'm singing to the Lord. Amen. I'm making a joyful shout. Do you see how this love relationship affects every aspect of your life? It makes you a better husband. It makes you a better wife. It makes you a better son. It makes you a better daughter. It makes you a better person. But if you get that wrong, everything else is... Messed up. God has given you grace today because he's given you an opportunity to get some things right. Why don't you go to God today and say, God, I love you. I thank you for loving me. Lord, help others see that love in me. I want, when people see me, I want them to think of you and your love for me. It will change your life. I think I'm a religious person. Most people, if they saw me today, said, yeah, he's a religious person. So I'm I'm not dogging religion I'm just dogging how you get here. If love is not bringing you here, if God's love is not bringing you here, then it's time for him, it's time for you to allow him to bring you here. It was sad me to no end if you sit in these pews. My grandfather, praise God, uh, Leroy Jackson, used to sit right back there. He had a spot in this church. He was the oldest member of this church for, for a period of time. We buried him here. It always scared me that somebody could sit in a church. Now, he's saved. We've talked about his salvation, the man saved and everything like that. But it, it scared me that if somebody could sit, and they can, you can sit in a pew and die and go to hell. If you don't allow the love of God to change your life. Let's pray. Father, we humbly come before you today. And Lord, I, we, we want to personally say thank you for loving us. Lord, this was your message today because I barely touched my notes. But I sense your spirit here today in such a way. That I just felt like they just, we just needed to be reminded of how much you love us. And Lord, if there's somebody here today that's missing out, they got caught up in religion. And they come to church and they're more concerned about the color of the carpet or the color of the walls or if this is there or this is that. And they get all up bent out of shape because things aren't going their way. I pray that today that they'll fall in love with you and they'll realize that that really doesn't matter. What really matters is us coming together and loving you as we worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, if there's someone here that's never accepted you as their Lord and Savior, I pray, Father, that they will receive your love in such a way, Lord, that will change their life. And Father, we will praise you with the angels in heaven. And thank you for saving another soul. And then seeing that love relationship be developed for the rest of the time they have here on earth, knowing that you are preparing us for eternity's sake. Lead us, Lord. Convict us today, Lord. May your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: In the vestibule, if you would like to talk with him at this time, will you stand together as we sing? you just remain standing for a moment we have a f- couple of announcements to make but first I would like to recognize my favorite piano player it's yes, so if you'll just remain standing
4: I just wanted to take a quick minute and let you all know that I certainly felt the love of God through each of you for the last few weeks for the meals, for the gift cards, for your cards through the mail, and most of all, for your prayers. You know, selfishly, my prayers were not answered. Like I wanted them to be. But I keep telling myself, and keep searching in the word that God's plan is perfect and one day I'll see why but thank you for your prayers for doing my thinking when I couldn't think very well and for continuing to pray for me and our children. It's an incredible loss and we, along with all of you, have a hard road ahead of us, but I know that God will walk every step and be with us every step of the way. So I will continue to pray for you. Please continue to pray for us. Our futures are unsure right now, but he'll make a way. He always does. And thank you for loving us. And I love all of you.
1: As you leave today, there are boxes on the wall. There'll be men in the hallway to receive offerings. Our regular offering, thank you for your faithfulness. Please don't forget that week after week. Next week is Sacrifice Sunday. If if I knew one thing, I knew that Dale Roach wanted to see this building paid off. Amen. Can we do it? god can thank you joyce god can we also have a continuing uh, love offering going uh, for the roach family so you may just make sure you designate your giving in that way and also i'd just like to say that i have had all kind of folks say what we're going to do about this what we're going to do that i don't know but god does god does but here's what i know in the short term Now, some of you, I've had people uh, send me emails this week because on the Zoom call, we're going to continue the Zoom call for a little while, and then we're going to be meeting together again on Wednesdays, and you'll get notes, but if you don't have a code to get in, that means you don't need a code to get in. Just come on in. So just keep that in mind, but we'll continue to do that. Also, we have had sermon series and Sunday school lessons uh, that have been planned long before then we're going to continue with that uh, until such time as God tells us to do something different we're going to continue just like we are and all God's people said Amen. Amen. amen God is still here God is still here and we're excited about what he is going to do now um Let me just say this, I had someone ask this week because um, the pastor's name was removed from the um, newsletter template and so someone said, well it looks like Scott McClellan is the pastor now because my name was next on the roll. I am not. (laughs) Uh, He and I always had a laugh about that, I don't covet the throne, I won't take the throne, you couldn't give me the throne wrapped up in a box uh, in any way, shape, or form. Do you understand that? I know what I'm called to do. So thank you. Just continue to pray. Pray for the staff. We're trying our very best. Pray for our church council, which is our governing body. Pray for our deacons, who's our servant body. The deacons are going to be still doing Jethro ministry. We're on the way with that. So we're looking forward to what God's going to do. Aren't you happy you came to the Lord's house today? And if we learned anything from the message, we're going to go out here and show the love of Christ to somebody today. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you just for letting us be together. Thank you for what you're doing. Lord, we all feel the same way. We all feel like maybe our prayers were not answered the way we would have it. But Lord, you know a better plan. Please reveal that to us and give us comfort in just knowing that you know what is going on. Lord, thank you that we can have a connection upward with you. Lord, thank you that we can connect with each other and find comfort in these days. Thank you that we have the cure for the sin of man. Lord, help us to be faithful through your love to connect outward with that. So Lord, as we leave this place, I pray that you'll do something unusual in our lives today. Something that we could not think of or imagine. So that when we assemble here again, we'll say, to God be the glory. Great things he has done. We love you. We thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name. Amen.